I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of A Bloke in a Bar. And uh, his debut, it, was in, well, it wasn't really his debut, but it was his debut in the new format. I mean, a resounding 10 out of 10. They're talking Rookie of the Year, Shander. <laughs> They're talk, already talking Rookie hey, of the I'll Year. I'll take it, I'll take it. No, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it. I was, it was good fun. Uh, it was good to chat footy again with the boys. Yep. And uh, set me up this week, watching all the footy. I loved it. Like I, like I told you, it's good to just watch and have a perspective and analyse things and yep. look forward to catching up with you boys each and week. And talk get you like back in the, the scene to a, to a degree. Like you get back in like the, the footy community. You also had a few punters. Yeah, loving you up in Yui. <laughs> How good, mate! You get you get you get the odd chat, but random coming up. Oh, so bloke and a bother with you. <laughs> How good! People watch it. Um, they were tossing up a fair bit that they watch it because uh, for their super coach as well. Like it's a little oh, bit really? late on um, that show coming out, so okay, pumping that as well. I was kind of like, coach. oh, it's not my not my thing. Not my thing. No, it's not my thing either. And that <laughs> that actually we speak about it all the time. I'm not, they're not my biggest fan because I used to make memes about them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's the the air locker going? Yeah, good man. Another good week training in air locker. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you? Train this week, see, as you can see, just <laughs> nah, it was good, but I've just been super busy. We got um, yeah. just trying to build and yeah, opening up new studios. So, I thought you were deloading, like, nah, nothing. nah, never deloading. Oh, always okay. working, <laughs> living in altitude, you know. Oh, uh, the great Garino, Garachi Kanguru. How you going, brother? Going good, mate. Missed my uh, air locker session for the 29th year in a row this week, so, <laughs> mate. <laughs> It's a good bit of gear to be sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Trust me, ask my missus. Um, but, yeah, great weekend of footy. Absolutely great weekend of footy. Uh, make sure to – brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Make sure to grab a case of Bloke in a Bar down your local. Got heaps of images on the weekend. People sitting back on their couch, watching the footy, loving the beer. It's an easy drinking lager. It's not fruity. It's not hoppy. It's, uh, it's actually a really high-quality beer. Actually, the brewer, the guy that made our recipe all those years ago, he's one of the best young brewers in the country. So this is a high-quality lager. Um, it's yeah, really easy drinking. It's not fruity or hoppy. It's, gonna, it's not one of those beers where it feels like you're drinking a thick shake or something. Now, uh, stores in the spotlight. Star Liquor, Bundok Townsville. Liquor Warehouse, Mount Isa. Reef Gateway Early Beach, Celebrations Boccarina Beach, 
Caxton Hotel on tap. We've got a few tags of the Caco. How oh, good. How good. Legends Hawker Drive Canberra, Asquith Bottolo, Celebrations Cameron Park, Oldfield Cellars Gosford, Exeter Cellars Victoria, Norris Park IGA, IGA Bundina. If you uh, want to know where to buy it, go to the, the blokeinabar.com, go to the store locator, you put in your postcode, it'll show you the closest stockers. Or you can go into your independent bottler and ask them to order it via ALM or IOG. This is a beer, this is a beer from your generation. This is our beer, not one from 100 years ago. We created this beer. So get down, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. Also, the Bloke shirts, they are now available on bloke.shop, the original Bloke shirts. We've got uh, new colours, black and grey, and obviously the classic OG brown. Uh, so get onto bloke.shop, grab a bloke shirt. We've got hats as well. We've got socks, we've got everything, or join the bloke club. Now, into the, the big topics of the week. This happened early in the week, and when it first got reported, I didn't put a post about it. I didn't talk about it because I was like, that's a fucking cheer. There's no way that story is true, and it's just managers, I guess, mm. uh, putting pressure on the storm, basically trying to get months to the contract that, you know, I think we all feel he deserves. Uh, but it seems like it's been confirmed that Munster has been asked to take a pay cut at the Melbourne Storm. Now, Shandra, obviously you're at the Storm. Yes. I can't – now, what's interesting about this, it's the context this has happened in. You've got Harry Grant that's going for a massive upgrade. You just had Holworth that signed a five-year deal. You've got Hughes who has said he's not taking the option. He's also going for an upgrade. Now, all those players, fantastic players – but I would argue Munster is the one player that shouldn't be taking a pay cut and should be getting a pay rise. Uh, you know, I understand he had his off-field incidents, but when you talk about blokes that have been there and done it, he's the only guy. You know, Hughes obviously won the one comp there in 2020. Yep. Uh, but Munster is the guy to take a pay cut. Thoughts? Nah, Munster's the man. Munster's their leader, especially with the experience that's leaving the Bromwich brothers, Fanuke mm. and these sort of guys. Plus, he's come out this year and absolutely killed it. He's been massive. He looks unbelievable. I mean, a little bit of leverage with the Storm. Storm of... Storm are great, and culturally, and their recruitment's always on point, but they're at a bit of a crossroads now where they're going to need to make some harsh decisions. Mm. As you said, the key players need to be upgraded. you got Pap. The spine is unbelievable. Yeah. To keep them all, I get it, but to ask Munster to take a pay cut, I get they've got the leverage of the off-field stuff. He's now a dad. He's rehabbed. He's mm. come out looking fitter than ever and playing great footy. It's just a scary time. I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be running that race too long. With the Dolphins pressure on sitting Munster. there? That's what I mean. Ooh. And you would not want to lose him. No no way you want to lose Cameron Munster. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see uh, how much truth there is to him actually considering taking a pay cut or just putting the pressure on Melbourne to do the right thing, I think. Comes yeah. down, do you want to pay for success, I guess? Yeah. Mm. I can't see this Melbourne side dropping off anytime soon. So, But in saying that, fuck, out of the four guys in that spine, I don't think any of them deserve a pay cut, but Munster definitely doesn't. No. Well, the thing is, is I don't think any in the spine are taking a pay cut. That's where I find this a bit... Uh, I guess, tough because I'm like, Munster to go down. Like, they're not – you know what I mean? It's well, Again, to my understanding, now maybe the pay, the pay cut they're talking about is his market value is up and they're asking him to take less. But that's not really a pay cut. A pay cut is what you're on and then the next year mm. you go down. So what I find really interesting about this is like, surely they can find that money by asking guys like Grant Hughes and Pappenhusen to go, look, mate, look, guys, like we all three of you get together and say, look, Munster can't take a pay cut. He's our main guy. We need all three of you to take a small, less than what you're going to take upgrade to give him the contract he deserves. It's, it's, a, it's a very strange situation. And one where I thought like, oh, I just didn't see the Storm playing this hardball with their main guy mm. after the loss of, you know, over the years, they've lost Kronk, they've lost uh, Smith, they've lost Slater, they've lost Bromwich Brothers. Uh, they're going to lose the Cheese. It's... Uh, 
it's shocking, eh? It's really, really that shocking. That salary cap stuff always does my head in. Like, I can't quite work it out. Munster's been... You, got, you know what? Like, Munster, he did his apprenticeship. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. he was on a low wage for a long time. And yep. it only finally triggered. Harry Grant had to do the same thing. Mm. Perfect timing. Good business choices from the storm. Yep. Hughes, you've seen the slow rise. But he's arguably one of... If not one of the best halfbacks in the comp, mm. and then you know, perhaps well the time the writing was on the wall. You're going to lose your fullback. You're going yep. to you had the crossroads with Hines. So I don't know. To keep that st- spine is awesome, but at the same time, with the people who have left, I just don't understand how they're not kind of making it work. So yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know the numbers, do you, but do you think it's because you know guys like Grant Hughes, you know, are demanding so much? Uh, you know, again, and it's it's every right they have to demand so much, but. I just out of all the blokes to take a pay cut, I just think that Cam Munster, you'd probably put him at the last, you know, and you'd probably go down the order of like experience mm. of, yeah, it's just at market they're all they're are they they're pretty much million yeah, dollar players, pretty much, like that's pretty much. <laughs> but yeah. like, you look at Munster, he's got the runs on the board. I think his worst season, he's finished in a prelim final. Yeah, yeah, like it's crazy, and I don't know if I'm Munster. You're looking around going, do I want to take a pay cut? If it looks like Craig Bellamy's coaching career could be coming to an end as well. Personally, like if I'm Munster right now and I've done everything I've done and achieved everything I've achieved, I probably don't take a pay cut. Like it's mm. kind of like this is why well, I take a pay cut now when I, I've been taking pay cuts my whole career. I'm the only one that's actually, you know, well, not the only one, but he's got the most runs on the board, played for his state, mm. played for his country, um, you know, obviously won multiple premierships. Is this the time to be taking pay cuts? Mm. Like you're not taking a pay cut for a premiership because you've already won a few of them. And... Uh, yeah, it's it maybe it's hardball from the storm. I uh, get it. I get it from Melbourne's perspective for sure, as a business. Sure. It's great timing for them to try that, and mm. on camera and as a leader, and with a little bit of stuff in the off season, like it's the one you would go for. But yeah, I'm the same. I don't believe Cameron should have to do that, and how they make it work, I don't know. But his value speaks for itself, and the, what he's doing right now, like on the weekend, bro, he was, was so like, good, so good. He was everything for yeah. them, just everywhere. It's old camera months mm. energy. So and and I just just with the the off field stuff with Munster, like. In a perfect world, he wouldn't have done those incidents off-field. But he also has delivered on the field for many years. Mm. So although the Storm Always. have taken care of him, absolutely, and they could have moved him on, you know, ages ago, at the end of the day, when it came to playing footy, he delivered for the Storm week in, week out. So although they have taken care of him, I don't think it's as big of a... You know, you're there to win footy games. Like, and, you know, he's made some errors off the field, but have they been so egregious that, you know, I know they've hurt the, the brand and all, all that kind of stuff, but think of all the things he's done to help the brand, like to win comps and that. Now, you're a betting man. Let's just say the Storm refused to move. Let's say they're not. We're not, we're not moving, Munster. We're not moving. Would you, do you think Munster will end up at another club if you had to bet right now? I think the Dolphins are a really good shout. You reckon? Yeah, if they don't move... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's crazy. It's, it's a crazy thought. Yeah, crazy to think Munster wouldn't be. I mean, I, I already, before this all happened, I already kind of saw Munster finishing his career up in, uh, in Brisbane. a Queensland team? Yeah, uh, a Queensland team. Brisbane most likely, but a Queensland team. I think the clincher, and you, you alluded to it before, you mentioned it before, the thing that's kept Munster there has been Bellamy, I think. Mm. And I think once Bellamy says, mate, I'm done, that's when... Uh, Munster will probably make his move because he, I, I don't know, you know Munster better than me. He seems like a guy that wants to finish in Queensland. That doesn't mean he will. It just seems like in a perfect scenario, if he could play his last games of footy in Queensland, from the outside looking in, it seems like that it would be sense. the case. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does okay. make sense. 
but it's yeah, it's crazy to think that he would have to take a pay cut. Uh, I know, but then you know, so's the last couple of years. Like I never thought, I never thought Dale would be leaving, and he like mm. he'd, be, he'd be having to test himself. Then the Bromwich brothers, mm. like uh, crazy you know, time, storm. Like, but Krog, like it's just it's nonstop. Like yep. how they come out of this will be the biggest testament to them oh. in the last fifteen years. And depending on what Bellamy does, like it gets crazy, but. Yeah, I I, under, I definitely agree with you. It's no, it wouldn't be out of this realm to see Munster in a some sort of Queensland team jersey in the future. Well, that's like family now. The reality of this competition is that there's five coaches you genuinely want to be coached by. Mm. If Bellamy isn't going to be there long term, one of those other guys is Wayne Bennett, mm. and I, I think Munster knows that it's probably in his best interest to have a coach like that. He's probably got a relationship with Wayne. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure, for uh, sure. Yeah, it's also giving us more indication that. You know, teams taking pay cuts for each other. It seems like it is a dying. I don't think. Yeah, I don't it's think not it really exists. there anymore. No. Not when you can go to the market, especially with a new team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we we saw. You know, and it's uh, Hughes' manager. We saw him come out saying that he's not taking his option up. Like what, twenty four months before the option triggers. Like you, I don't think you would see that. You know, fifteen years ago in a, a team that is winning premierships. Like that's a pretty bold move. Um, and and you know, it may work out for Hughes. I know when I came through with the Broncos. There was an active discussion between our top players of we all have to take pay cuts to stay together and win comps. I know Manly, the same situation happened mm. there, and there was you know quite a big falling out with the older players, you know, having this kind of you know unwritten agreement, and then the younger players coming through and kind of feeling like, well, you know, I've got to get mine, which is understandable. You've yeah, got to you've it. got to support your family. Um, so yeah, look, I, I guess Melbourne are just we st- we spoke about it a few weeks ago, but they're finally starting. I feel like Smithy. Cronk and Slater really uh, kept those old traditions at the, the storm. They were like the, the, the guards at the gate saying, mm. we're going to keep this way. We're old traditional. We take pay cuts. Now that they're gone, very hard for that to happen because you don't have as, you know, Munster is still incredible, but he's not, you know, the greatest of all time in Cameron Smith and, and Billy Slater. Interesting times. Interesting times. I actually, and it may be a bias, but I actually think the Broncos will make a play at Munster not just the Dolphins, mm. because you've got, let's say he comes off contract the end of next year, correct? Yes. Yep. That, that's also, he'll only have, the Broncos only have a year with Reynolds there. Uh, so I, I honestly think the Broncos will make a massive play. And, and I think, you know, look, looking yesterday, you know, we probably need, we still need to recruit. It hasn't all been done. But anyway, interesting times, interesting times. Yeah. If any club can get it done though, it's the Storm. Mm. If any club can get it done. What I hope, what I really do hope is that this is more just posturing from both parties and they come to a, some, some sort of compromise. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'd love to see. Uh, now, really interesting coming out. Uh, the great Kangaroo and myself, we've been speaking about this for a little bit. I think you were the one that, to bring it up, about Warriors go back to New Zealand soon. And a concern that we had was, do the Australian players stay? And we were speaking specifically about Reese Walsh, basically like he has a family. When he signed with the Warriors, he didn't have a kid. So things change when you have kids, obviously. We get our first player in Ewan Aiken coming out and getting an early release from his contract next year without even another club lined up because he doesn't want to go and live in New Zealand. Uh, now, you know, I think it's uh, what I think is really good about this is the Warriors, again, proving what a great club they are, not standing in his way. But I also like the honesty about it all. Like, I like that Ewan didn't come out and say, you know, I'm, str- you know, personal reasons and all that. He just honestly came out and said, I want to stay in Australia. What are your thoughts about their situation, Guru? Yeah, I, I think it's good that Ewan's actually come out and be honest. Like, it would shit me so much if we see them finally go back to New Zealand and we have 15 homesick players. Yeah. And then they mm. get the rug pulled from under them there. But 
this was always a worry for us and I mean, I, the amount of people that told me that it was a stupid take, that I like, it matters where you live. Mate, trust me. I live there. And Half of these guys that are playing for the Warriors, they've never set foot in New Zealand. Mm. Like, it's... And it's not about New Zealand the place. Yeah, it's... It's just a foreign place and you don't yeah. have a family there to, to, to enjoy it. Like, it's yeah. tough. Mate, I've, if, I, if I had to move there tomorrow, nothing against New Zealand, but I'd battle. Mm. Like, it's, it's a tough gig and... Yeah, I, I think there'll be a few more to follow. Josh Curran re-signed the other day. That's a good sign. That's a for massive them. sign. That's a huge yeah. one. That's a really Bucky's good. good. He's he so is good, good. Eh? mate. What about his uh, the yarn that uh, Freddie has him in for a smoky in Origin? I, I just think Nico's got that fourteen spot. Yeah, surely, surely. Has to. Has to. surely. Uh, but yeah, so with the Warriors. So what about you, Shandor? Do you feel that this may become a concern, and they're kind of, I guess, rushing to fix it early rather than later? What, mm. what do you think? Yeah, it is concerning. I feel I do kind of feel for them after everything they've been through. If it's a yeah. bit of a domino effect and players just start falling off the bus, but I do also sympathise. Like I think the big kicker is the fact that if they've been in Australia, so that's all they know, and now this like weird transition period where you have mm. to move, you haven't had the normal luxuries of like moving in an off season, getting accustomed, getting to know everyone. Mm. So I don't know. I still I don't love it, but. I do appreciate and respect the honesty and the authenticity about how he went about it. But, yeah, I just I feel for the Warriors, man. That's the last thing they need. And something like Curran, that's great. But mm. they need more people coming towards them and getting around them as they transition back. Because no doubt they've done a lot for the playing group as well. But it's a tough one, man. Yeah, it's tough. And, and it's like it's little things. Like if you're a young bloke that moves over there, like for me personally, when I moved over there, like I was dealing with like, you know, I had a missus still in Australia and she wasn't the best and so I'm up late at night and she's carrying... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all these things as a young man you deal with... Actual real-life shit. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that you deal with and, and, you know, you're dealing with relationship issues and you haven't seen your family in quite a while. And it's like a lot of Kiwi boys that come over here. Mm. It, it just affects your game so much. Very, very rarely do you see a player struggling off the field, playing good footy. Um, and when I first got there, you know, the Warriors were an incredible club. Like, I cannot speak highly enough of their admin they were so so good but you know you're sitting in a unit by yourself as i said you know your missus is still over there all your mates are still over there you don't really know the boys yet it's it's just a it's a tough time it's a tough time and you're thinking you know then you start taking flights back because you want to see your family and that makes it worse you almost should just stay in new zealand so it's you know whereas if you live in like new south wales and queensland a little bit different because you're kind of like in the same country mm. you can just like get straight get straight there um, Bro, we don't have many references. Like, even I was thinking about Super Rugby, but at what point does the NRL, like, maybe assist in a transition without giving them advantage for the Warriors? But, like, after everything they've been through the last two years, how do we make this a little bit more mm. appealing yeah. and, you know, just give a little bit more support? Because at the end of the day, what other sports do we have to reference to? Like, this is an Australian sport. that mm. We have a New Zealand team. Yeah. They come over, a lot of sacrifice. So I just worry if this is going to be the biggest issue for the Warriors going forward. Well, interesting that you say that because the AFL, if my memory serves me correctly, when the uh, Greater Western Sydney team came in, yes. I'm pretty sure they gave them extra salary cut. They did. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And so, it, and I don't want to insult the Warriors by saying they need the extra cap and they're not good because they're still on the edges of the top eight. But I think you're right. Like, could we look at ways to... Now, I know a lot of fans will be like, nah, stuff that or whatever. But when you're looking at the growth of the game, when you're looking at a, an island that has so many... That, that delivers so many good players to the NRL, yep. is there a way where we can just give them a little bit of a leg up to help promote the game in New Zealand, especially after the years that they've been through the last couple of years? Yeah. Uh, I would I would not be opposed to them getting, you know, maybe extra salary cap. I wouldn't be opposed to them getting every single home game for the next year. Yep. Um, just to help, because 
put it this way, if the Greater Western Sydney side doesn't get that extra salary cap, they probably just come in and get towed up, you know, like every single week. Didn't they win the comp in like the first three years or they got close or something like yeah. that? Yeah, they did. And like that helps so much, building fan bases, all that. So I wonder, I wonder with the Warriors whether they consider exploring those options or even like, you know, the Dolphins, for example, if you're a new club, you get three years of extra cap space or, or something along those lines just to, to give them a real fair crack at, you know, evening the playing field. Uh, but yeah, interesting times now. Uh, so hopefully the Warriors, again, I think we all agree, they should literally play every single game in New Zealand and they should play most of them at, well, I don't know if it's Mount Smart anymore, but then travel New Zealand country and start yeah. preparing for that second team. They're talking. Just on that with the Warriors too, the other thing you've got to consider is that you know every guy that has signed there over the last three years, they would have had a conversation with Peter O'Sullivan, Phil Gould, yeah. the captain, Roger Tulvasashek, mm. all three are gone now. Yeah. A lot of them would have had a conversation with Todd Payton as well, yeah. gone as well. Yeah, so tough, there's yeah. a lot of guys in that squad right now that one, haven't been to New Zealand, and two, the guys that are making the decisions aren't the guys that they mm. signed with originally. That's a good point. It is, it's a really tough situation. Especially when they've built so much. You know, they've built so much through such a trying time. Uh, but, yeah, the great kangaroo. You've got a deep dive for us, mate. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's get deep in the stat. Let's get the numbers out, baby. Locked myself deep in mum's basement yesterday. <laughs> and uh, pretty crazy. Obviously, this year we've seen that there's been less points scored. Games have been closer, uh, which off the back of last year has been fantastic. So, last year in the first three rounds, mm. um, the teams that won, they averaged 28 points per game. Yeah, in the, in the first three rounds last year, it was the same the year before that under the new rules. This year, teams that are winning, they're averaging 23 points. Wow. Yeah, so it's about a, a, a try less mm. in the first three weeks. Uh, teams that lost the last two years, they've averaged 10 points. This year, they're averaging 14. Okay. So the gap has closed there quite a bit. Over the last 10 years, which is as far back as I went... Um, the average differential is about 16 points per game in the first three rounds. Mm. This year, it's nine. How good is that? So That's over mad. the last 10 yeah, years, that, eh? it's so cool. ne- the average differential in the first three weeks has never been a 1-12 to 12 score. Wow. It's always been 13 plus. Mm. This year, it's down to nine. So good. To go a little bit deeper, this year, there's one undefeated team left, mm. Penny Panthers. There's one team with no wins, the West Tigers. It's the first year that there's only been one undefeated team after three weeks in eight years. Wow. Uh, no wins, the Tigers. Last year at the end of round three, there was three teams without a win. Mm. The year before that, there was four teams. So what it means that right now after round three, there's 14 teams in this competition that either have one or two wins. Yeah. Last year, there was 11. The year before that, there was 10. There's never been more than 13 in the last decade. Wow. Wow. So we're basically experiencing the the most exciting footy in a while in the sense that, like, you're in games. It's the most competitive competition in a decade by a long way. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. That's so and, I mean, good. when you look at the Tigers, who are the only team without a win, on average, the team coming last with no wins at the end of round three, mm. over the last decade, their average for and against is minus 56. Mm. The Tigers is minus 36. They're actually the best team of the last decade to not have a win. Wow. So even the bottom team yeah, wow. is the best of all those teams that have been really unsuccessful in that time. And obviously, you know, it comes down to who plays who. For example, we had the Warriors and the Tigers play each other this yeah. week. If they would have played different opposition and lose, that's, that's different. But it's the way the draw goes. Mm. You could also argue that maybe Reigns play a factor. We've had have had a lot of wet games, mm. but... Right, for the differential to go from 17 last year on average to nine, yeah, it's halved. Yeah. That's insane. That's yeah, massive. Like when you, you know, when you're talking about numbers like that, it's 
much more dramatic than it may seem. Like when you say, oh, it's only, you know, it's only seven points or eight points or whatever. Eight points on an average is much bigger than eight points by itself. You know what I mean? Across 24 games. That's crazy. Crazy. I mean, that's so good. And what's really interesting is in the offseason, we did discuss how we felt that the lower teams had recruited really well and brought up their standard compared to the top teams where, you know, they maybe didn't make as much of a, a leap, which is fair enough there at the top. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Really interesting. And, like, and you yeah. can feel it too. Oh, mate, you can, like this year, the teams that have won so far, all their points together is 563. Mm. It's the first time it's been under 600 in a decade. Wow. How good's that? And it's well and truly under 600. It's 40 points under. Yeah, which is a lot. Which is a lot. Fuck, that's a good... I'm picturing you in Mama's basement, actually. <laughs> movie Russell Crowe's like doing yeah. the numbers. I was a beautiful there, I mind. Maddie's going to cut this clip. I was sitting there just like, oh, yeah. With sweet. the rain <laughs> going on, <laughs> yeah. Made uh, the hangover that that yeah, uh, yeah, when he's coming it. down the fucking escalators, <laughs> the great Gurino. Um, but we've got a close competition. We've got an exciting competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Warriors and the Tigers. I would say that the, at the moment they've been the most disappointing sides. I still find it hard to tip against them next week, whoever they're playing. The Tigers mm. play the Titans next week. Mm. I'm going to tip the Titans, but I'm not hyper confident. Are yeah. we transitioning into the new game, Guru? The new rules, the, so. new, the new style of football, so. is that what you think? Oh, it'll be interesting to see in six weeks' time mm. once coaches have more time mm. to work it out. See, I, they... I just think we've taken a step back. Like, let's say we took two steps f- away from the old game. I think we've taken one step back and we've met somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Especially those penalties in the first 40. It's helped so much. Well, that's the other thing as well. When you consider, like, compared to the last two years, you know, obviously heightened scores and everything, but the six years before that, we weren't getting sin bins like we are now. Yeah, and we've sense. seen the impact that they have on games. Yeah. Dragons, for example, they had a sin bin. All of a sudden, they're down 18-0 yeah, when it was nil all. Like, when you consider how many sin bins are happening and the influence that, that has on our game and the differential is still just nine points. Mm. That's, I mean, the Knights played the defending premiers who are the un- only undefeated team on the weekend yep. and lost by, what, 16 points or something? Like, it's crazy. Down. They uh, Imagine if the Knights lost a player in the 25th minute last year to the Penrith Panthers. It would have been a cricket score. 60, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, like yeah. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Wow. Um, it's great. It's so good. And, and I think round one or two, we did discuss how uh, it felt like the, the comp was more competitive. It felt like, you know, the teams weren't just blowing other teams. Like, even you look at the, the Knights-Panthers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The last 20, obviously, the Panthers ran away with it. But, like, 60 minutes of that game, even when they were a man down, was a cracking game. And I think it proved the Knights were actually, you know, are, are the, real, the real deal of a top eight side. And if you have a look at this weekend, just this weekend alone, which is a third of our numbers here, the average differential was 13. So across yeah. the first two weeks, it's been even lower than nine. Far out. Wow. That's, uh, that's awesome. It's so Crazy. good. So I've got, I mean, it's now we'll, we'll probably see coaches, you know, uh, get even more used to the 40-metre tackle, all that kind of stuff. But right now, it looks like we've got the game in, in some of the best shape it's been in in quite a while. Because like there was a period there with the wrestle where it was just like, oh, my God, yeah. man, 
you just shoot me now. It's just so boring. Um, great, great insight, Kangaroo. Yes, great insight, work, my man. Now, time for the teams of the week. This was so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I spent an hour going, taking players in, taking players out. Like Dearden was in at seven, and then I was like, oh, fuck, maybe you should put Hines there. And then I was like, but then you've got like you've got Brown and White, and should I put Brown and White at six and seven? Anyway, I'll say mine first. We'll go to the Kangaroo, oh, and then your creativity Shindor. here in the back line, mate. I, like I, that. I had to move it yeah, around. Yeah, I like that. So usually, usually, and I apologise. I should have let you know. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. That was my, was my bad. I've gone rogue here. I've gone rogue. <laughs> Apologies. Um, but usually, it's it's that position. Like they played that position, they got it. But you have to admit, these boys played so well in centre. I agree. They had to be put in the side. That's true. So I, I can give you, as I speak right now, I'll give you time to make changes if you want to make changes. So apologies. But Tavoyevich at one. Manu at two. He, he had to be in the side. I know he played centre, but there's no way he couldn't be in the side. Killed it's a it. huge clash. He had the issue last year with his cheekbone. Comes back. Even got knocked in the cheekbone. Comes out. Sets up a try. Scores a try. Uh, Tago. I mean, he's... He's incredible. He's it. so fucking good. He's such a throbber in centre uh, against a guy, Dan Gagai, who's in arguably career best form. You know, there was one time when Gagai got around him early. He mm. ends up fighting back and then probably won the battle in the end, which is really impressive. Got Timoko. Uh, Timoko. Now, he was a gun. We all know that. Uh, great ball running. I think seven tackle breaks, a couple of tries. Holmes. Uh, wow. 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 Vintage. Vintage Holmes. That guy, I'm on the Holmes centre bandwagon yeah well I mean we did say in the trials we said that he looks like he's getting more and more used to that position and he looked unbelievable unbelievable so Holmes on the wing now this was super tough uh, it's number six uh, I had to go with Brown though I thought mm. Dylan Brown huge clash goes down to Melbourne plays the way he did uh, he was incredible again this next one was tough as well Hines Paolo uh, at eight Starling at nine which was really tough could have had Cook there tough. RCG at ten Nanai at 11, Stone at 12, Cam Murray at 13, Whiten at 14, Cotter at 15, <coughs> Papali'i at 16, Keon at 17, and Dearden at 18. And I'm telling you, there's probably 10 other blokes could have made the side. What do you got there, Kanguru? Kicking him out of the Wingers Association here. Oh, oh wow. Okay, he didn't pick any. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, fullback, I've gone for Ryan Pappenhausen on the wings. Uh, I went Taylor May. And I went Ikevalu from Cronulla. Had really had a lot of trouble picking a second winger there, but watching that Sharks game, I thought Ikevalu went well. Same centres as you, I went Tago and Tomoko. Six, I was tossing up Munster and Brown. I ended up just lining their stats up next to each other, and I ended up going Munster. Really? But I could go either way on that one. Even though Brown got the win? Yeah, even though Brown got the W, yeah. Wow. As I said, I wouldn't There's push no back on you either. Anyway, no, yeah, I must picked him on the wing. <laughs> Seven, I went for Nico Hines. And then in the front row, uh, I went Josh King and I went Tino. Two guys that played 13, but they play as middles. Damien Hang Cook on a sec. Nine. Hang, hey, on. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hang on a fucking sec. I just got fizzled for moving centres to the wing and you've moved a fucking lock to the front row. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. No, I We see proceed. Papalei <laughs> in the second row with Colum and Tungy. Cam Murray, I thought he was the player of the week in Jersey 13. My bench, I went Dylan Brown, Nanai, Haas, Kurt Mann, and then I had about 15 names on my extended. Crazy, Manu, yeah. Holmes, Cotter, but, Cheese, did, and all were sensational. Yeah, Cheese was great too. Yeah, he was on an away trip. He's taken half the squad there <laughs> yeah. in 18 to 22. <laughs> His top 30 squad. Mate, it was so fucking tough this week. It, tough. Like, I, I could change. I could literally nearly name a whole new new side. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. What do you got there, Shandle? Mate, I went Paps. It was a tough choice. I thought Turbo 
he yeah. dug in for them. Um, but Paps was just everywhere. It was uh, special for me. Wingers were tough this week, so I stuck true to the traditional wingers. <laughs> I actually went Milne. I liked him. I think he had an impact. Yeah, yeah. Impact no, on he, the did. Win. he did. So I chose him and May. Um, May awesome good. to see him. What, what a game. Holmes and Tago for me. Holmes I was just so impressed with. And Tago, I'm a big fan now. I'm definitely on that train. Brown as well. That was tough for me. Hines. Uh, I went Paulo. Nine I had a tough time with, but I went Cook, Paulo and Tino in the uh, uh, proposition. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. These, these can't. I don't think it counts for Paul. Oh, fuck. Bro, I just hell. wanted to make sure I got his name right. <laughs> Talakai. Second round for yeah, Sharks. Yeah, he's really good. Talakai. Right. He's, he's he a gun. absolutely took the piss. You yeah. can't play a better game. So, sorry. Apologies to you, mate, with the uh, boys team of the week. Nanai, he was a gun. Murray, Papali'i, Stone had to get in there. Um, come on, had a huge impact. And then I've gone uh, Deard and Munster, the two little blokes to round off my You've gone a little, little bench. <laughs> like it. That's a small bench. It's a utility bench. I tell you what. Watching, Shout out to Wakeham and Manu as well. Watching uh, Tago and May kill it, I'm just sitting there going, me and Guru are geniuses. May's my <laughs> boy. Tago's his boy. And we've been fucking talking him up for so yeah, long. Yeah, how good. And uh, they came out and absolutely – I mean, talk about – the confidence of this young crew at Penrith is just off its head. And they're like athletes, but they're also footy. Like, I just, to be able to replace Brian Toll with fucking talent, mate, is outrageous. If back I'm a to club. Your conversation, bro, a few weeks yeah. ago, that's, it goes back to this is now, this is a franchise. Like, Penrith are yeah. back. That, when you have that depth, that's another massive marker. Yep, absolutely. You, you think about that side last year. They had the Dallium Centre of the Year and the Dallium Winger of the Year. They lose both of them and these two step in and we do not miss a beat. Stupid. Insane. Not only do we not miss a beat, five fucking tries between them. And Tago got denied one in the first half. Yeah. It could and have he was been up six. against Gagai. Yeah, Gagai. And Gagai burned them early. That's what I love about Tago. He, he came back. Yeah, Gutho got him good like a few that. weeks ago. Yes, early, in the trial. And he bounced back yeah. and just went, fuck it, I'll, I'll Actually, be right. I, I think, remember I messaged you, I said, oh, his reads are a bit uh, off in defence. And yep. then he came back and obviously played really well. I mean, yeah, these guys, if, I, if I'm a recruitment officer and, you know, bottom, you know, bottom eight, got a bit of coin for outside backs, I am, like, directing a lot of attention. I think Talon May is off contract. He hasn't re-signed yet. Wow. I'm directing a lot. Now, he has an error or two, but you can sort that out. The things that you can't teach, he has. If I'm a, yeah, if I'm looking for a gun winger that's going to get me a bunch of metres, going to be a great finisher, I'm looking at Talon May. And also, I'm inquiring as to how long Tago's contract is. I think he just re-signed recently. Do you, do you know yes, that? Yes, yeah, he re-signed. Yeah. Right, right, that's which, great timing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If when Toto comes back, is there a world where you play him on the right? See, I already had Talon May. I thought he should have started. Yep. The Can problem, he play any? I think side? he probably could, surely. Yeah. Like wings. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is Stain's probably had his best game. Probably his best game of his career. I know he scored four tries, but a lot of those, you know, they were good finishes. But, you know, getting through that work as a winger, I thought he had probably his best game. He's never got through that much work. Before. Never, never. And clearly he's got to, you know, rock it up his ass because yeah, Talon is so. there. Yes. So I think you've got to probably keep stains there but i do believe that there's enough games to to take away loyalty and be like look mm. you've got four games or three games between you whoever plays better is gonna and you're gonna get the best out of which is really good uh but yeah it's just the depth these guys safety have. net is going to be forming a combination with crichton that's yes. his biggest attribute over the next few yep. weeks if he can establish that that'll keep because i do like him i think he's good yeah oh he's yeah 100 but we've already seen in the past too that crichton and toto can work well together really well yeah i know so that's the it's mate oh, i thought crichton was great coming out of his own end the other day too so man, when they're full strength toto tago may crichton it's crazy edwards it's crazy it might be the best coming out of your own end back five yeah ever it's and crazy. Cr- like crichton 
I feel like even though he's a star, he's flying under the radar. I don't believe like. No, you know, I know what you mean. You know I what agree. I mean. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. not. He doesn't get talked about and pumped up as much as he should. Like you have to look. You look back at the games where they went through the finals. I, without a doubt, hand on heart, believe without Crichton in their side, they don't win the grand final. Yeah. They don't win against the Eels. He took multiple. He made multiple big plays from intercepts to try saving tackles that we don't even talk about. It's it's bizarre. Like I, I get it. He's in a team of stars. So it's like very hard. To, it's like. It's like the Broncos effect early 2000s. Like you had like Sean Berrigan and you, would, you wouldn't even talk about him and he's playing for Australia uh, and he's one of the greatest utilities to ever play the game. They go out in straight sets without him last yeah. year. 100%, 100%. Remember Crichton got that early limelight though? He was yeah. sort of, yeah. when he yeah. came on the scene, yeah. he didn't have to compete with the other boys. But yeah. I, I, I think it's actually a great thing that he's now just a little bit low-key and yeah. just doing his thing and, and chipping away, working mm. hard, doing a lot of labour. Yep. And just fix, like, as you know, Shandor, like, the first few years is it's basically about like you've got all those like best parts of your game mm. that you bring and it's like for example me I was quick so I was always good at quick and footwork but it's about shoring up all the parts of your game that aren't great and that's what Crichton is going through right now like he's going through solid defense he's really good at def- like, he's a really good defender yeah. uh, he's going through getting through his work just getting that real good foundation of a rugby league player that's going to last the next 10 years mm. uh, yeah I'm a huge fan of Crichton and, and I think that We'll probably continue to be hyped about Tago and May, but just don't lose sight of a guy like Crichton that's doing big plays regularly. I thought Crichton too, and you remember that trial against Parramatta. He mm. got given a bath that day yes. in defence, and I think day. it was sensational for him. Yeah, yeah. I agree, because yeah. that that's probably one of the big question marks. I'm wondering, well, what position is he actually going to fall in? Yeah. He wants to play fullback, but he can play wing. Mm. Is he a centre? Can he defend? So yeah. to see that shape up, he clearly is taking it on board and yep. just keen to get better, which is mad. And the it's most important like thing of all about Crichton is he's hot as fuck. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Big, hot, tall guy. Fuck that Big, guy. Big, hot, tall guy. Fuck that tall, hot guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like six foot seven, fucking perfect smile, beautiful fade, skin. He's got everything. I'll chop his ankles. I'll get real low. Matty, I'll get real low and dirty with the cunt. Real low and dirty. He thinks he's from the West. He hasn't been out to Mudgebra on the Gold Coast, <laughs> Matty. It's fucking rough. So, Crichton, you want to have a crack at the king? No, don't, don't you tell me up. Don't you tell me up. <laughs> no, he, he's a fucking gun. Um, I think my team was the best team of the week, but respect your opinion, boys. Respect your opinion. Uh, is it the rebirth of the centre, like fully? Oh, we were You saying, know what I mean? Mate, yeah, how the good battles is it? are back. Yeah, back. Holy Genuine fuck. Genuine centres. I think yeah. it's partly the game, but actual centre battles. Legit, not like, oh. you know, chucking a second rower out there that can tackle his dick off. Like, legit centres. Pointing out to the other centre and battling each other. You it's, know what we're yeah. saying? Sorry, Gary, you go. Nah, it, it feels like, you know, back in the early 2000s where you'd have Hodjo and Tonga. I was going to say the same Every thing. week exactly. there would yeah. be something. Watching Tago and Gagai go at each other, like, I just absolutely loved it. Holmes and Stags, like, as much as Stags didn't play his best game, it was still an unreal battle there. Mm. You really are seeing those one on ones come back into I'll it. I'll tell you what's back. Halves just bang, long ball to yes. the centre. Like yes. That is happening regularly yep. each week. And Luai, no one does it better than him. Yep. Just Mate. feeding the centre now. And you're just seeing like, oh, it's that good. Yeah, that, those it. battles that we just hadn't seen for so long because it was so structured. But yeah, early ball to allow the just players to. The I mean, and we haven't even spoken about like a guy like Lomax who's down in the Dragons. <laughs> what about his flick passes? <laughs> They're outrageous, bro. How good is it? They're outrageous. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.